Welcome to the Lakes United We Stand podcast in association with Betfred. It's uh, half past 11 on Friday night and it's freezing. Just walking away from Old Trafford underneath the Stratford end. And Manchester United are out of the FA Cup. Got beat on penalties by Middlesbrough, you know all this. Anyway, I was really disappointed. I thought that the FA Cup would well have been worth winning or having a good run in it this season, but. Once again, there's a disappointment in a penalty shootout. Obviously, nothing to dance. But here we go again. United actually played really well in the first half and went ahead. Jaden Sancho was good. Cristiano Ronaldo missed the penalty. Oh, it's freezing. It's absolutely freezing. Uh, Middlesbrough really rode the luck. Dead nine and a half thousand fans here. And um, they had a good 15 minute spell in the second half. <laughs> United should have put the chances away. Really showed Bruno a really good chance. Ronaldo had chances. And uh, Borough scored. Um, Duncan Watmore went off his hand. It's a Manchester lad. He started out at United. And he put the ball across. And another lifelong United fan put the ball into the net for Borough, who was also at United as a kid. And the referee, Anthony Taylor, who's a Manchester lad, saw it, didn't see. Well, I don't know whether he saw Jan Ball or not, but I just go it anyway. I've uh, got the rest of the podcast, first part of recording before the game. And spoke to some ah, interesting people. And then the last part of it, recording uh, after the game. We're not going to Wembley. Seems like a long time since Manchester United went to Wembley. What is it? Not long ago was it? Played Chelsea in that game with no fans. And, uh, but anyway, it seems a long time ago that Manchester United went to Wembley with fans. So what's it for this season now? Got the finished in the top four. It just seems so hollow even saying that. I'm still in the Champions League. Go to Atletico. Ooh. Pretty low at the moment, to be honest. That was a real blow to that penalty shootout. And I think the penalties were excellent. One of them was always going to be missed. And again, if it was a United player, Anthony Alanga skied it into the Stratford End. I'm absolutely freezing. Going to go a bit before, before the game. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. It's a few hours before the Middlesbrough game and I was going to start recording this outside but it's absolutely pissing it down. I just bumped into Peter Bolton. Peter is someone who's been on the podcast before. Followed United for years and years. Follows United's teams, various age groups as well. Or Do you still do, Peter? Yes, yeah. When, when, we're, banned, we're banned. Everybody's banned from under-18s at the moment. We can do the FA Youth Cup. But nobody, uh, due to the Premier League or the FA, we're not allowed into any under-18s games, you know, like at Cannington anymore. So we've given that up for the season. Not sure when we're going to be allowed back in, but definitely do all the uh, under-23s, home and away if we can, and the FA Youth Cup, home and away, obviously. So 23s you can still... Yeah, still go. Yeah? Yeah. And you mentioned the Youth Cup. We should mention that United play Everton in the FA Youth Cup. 
on Wednesday night at Old Trafford. Yes, that's a yeah, big, yeah. big, big occasion for those young players. It's uh, not only that; it's free to get in. I mean, I'm not advertising for anybody, but it's free to get in. But you have to have a ticket, so don't come down thinking it's free and walk in because they stopped selling tickets about 24 hours before the game. But uh, it should be a good game with Everton. So, talking physical tickets, most tickets now to get into Old Trafford are on phones. They're not physical tickets. I always remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, you collected physical match tickets. Yes. Very difficult at the moment. Away tickets, easy to get because you get one from the club. So at Old Trafford, what I have to do is I have to go round to the, like, the away end between where they come out and where they go in the coaches and then I try and find some nice-looking people, um, respectable people, mainly probably ladies with kids or whatever and I asked them are you keeping your match ticket and they just look at me as though I'm stupid and say well the game's over I said yeah but I collect match tickets have you got your ticket from today they said well haven't you got one I go no it's a QR on my phone and so uh, most times they say yes sometimes they say no so I just go and ask somebody else so every game Barring Leeds and Liverpool, which I didn't want to go around asking. I've got the uh, match ticket for the uh, East Stand and sometimes the Bobby Charlton Stand where they extend in there. So most fans, are, you know, you can go and have a chat with them. I mean, you go and have a chat with the Wolves fans, they're all jumping up and down that they've won. And you have a chat with the Villa fans and they say, we were robbed, you know. And but it's just banter between fans. Nice so you banter. look for nice-looking ladies leading no. the away end? <laughs> well, ladies that... If, if you ask a lady who's got a handbag, the chances are that the ticket will be in pristine condition because they put it in your handbag. If you ask a lad, it's, chances are it's folded up in half or thirds and stuck in his back pocket. So if you want a better quality ticket, I, I am not giving the game away here, but I ask the, the ladies with handbags, not for any other reason, but uh, every game, barring the two I mentioned, I've got a, a ticket from the Old Trafford and every game away I get a ticket as well. So. How many rejections have you had? And do you get an explanation with the rejection? Some of them say, I just uh, I keep it myself. You know, quite a few people say. Uh, I've had some fans that say, oh, it's my first ever game or it's my first ever away game and things like that. And you get that with, you know, like Middlesbrough bringing, what, 10,000 nearly fans down today. And some of these fans today have probably never been to Ayrson Park or the Riverside, you know, because they've come today to support Middlesbrough, but they'll really be wanting to watch Cristiano and United. You know, that's the whole thing. So, so I just saw two Middlesbrough fans, I think you did as well. And the son has got a season ticket and the dad doesn't go to home games. So that's a case in point. Yeah. He used to, and they were very friendly and looking forward to coming to Old Trafford. I don't think they would have taken nine and a half thousand to Cambridge United. Well, they wouldn't have had nine and 950 <laughs> tickets there, but the point is, yeah, it's Manchester United yeah. and, it's, and it's very attractive to them. What have you made of Manchester United uh, this season? Uh, I support the team through thick and thin and I think this season is <laughs> through thin um, I go optimistic to the game I want to see us win I want to see us play well but it's been hard sometimes you know you, 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 like before an international break and you lose you think oh, I've got two weeks of being upset I mean this week before the international break you know we got a win and I thought oh, great it's going to be a really good international break and then things come up in the middle of the international break to spoil it which uh, you know 
I just sit at home you know, and watch the telly and I think, you know, I don't really mind who gets picked to play tonight. I'll support the 11 players that are on the pitch and the, what is it, eight players on the bench and hope we win and want to win. And, you know, if you ask me what do we want in the next round, I'd like a lower league club, preferably one I've not been to for a long time, away. You know, because you know, I prefer the away games. To the, the atmosphere at away games is far better than the atmosphere at uh, at Old Trafford. Even though that has got a lot, lot better since uh, we've had the uh, TRA in the in the corner. It's made it brilliant in the Stratford end. Remember when we got Yeovil away a few years ago? Everyone was buzzing because it was a new ground for some people. Uh, how many have you been to of the ninety-two? Where have you still? Oh, I, I, I'm you don't. St- I, the 92 keeps changing. I keep thinking, I've not been to... The, everybody in the Premier League I've been to, it was Spurs and Brentwood, Brentford, and I've been to both those this year. Um, going down to the next division, there's only Millwall's New Den I've not been to. And then there's not many in the old third division, what's it called now, League One. And it's all with United. Pardon? It's all with United. Yes, right. they only do... I don't... I know people who go to games. Somebody I knew went to watch Brentford versus Oldham just to... For the new game to be part of the 92 which i try and do for united i've probably been to 250 grounds you know especially with the um under 23s and all that you know if you in the premier league now there's 20 teams but there's probably 30 odd grounds i've been to if you count main road and etihad etc etc um i should declare an interest it was a slightly loaded question i'm going to harrogate town bradford city tomorrow uh, for work um because I've never been there before and uh, closing yeah. in on the 92 the problem is I was at 91 before Covid I'd not been to Forest Green but right. clubs come up like Harrogate or like Sutton or clubs get new grounds like Wimbledon yeah. and then it sets you back down well, a bit first world problems eh going, going back a few years the 92 stayed the 92 because when they used to have to vote them out yeah they never got voted out. I mean, Altrincham many a time should have come up, but they never did. They got voted out. So, and, the, and then now with the, the new grounds and that, it is there. But when I say I want to go to the new den, it, it's not like topping my list to go to Millwall. But I've been to the old one and I'd like to go to the new one, but uh, it's not the top of my uh, wish list, I'll tell you. It's, uh, I went there with Wigan and Ipswich to the, to the new one. It's uh, not the most salubrious um, environment. You mentioned Altrincham they're doing all right in general the last few months have been tough for them but the crowds have been fantastic it's you're quite right about um them not getting elected into the football league when they should have done in the late 70s i've written a lot about that and spoke to people like john king and graham evecoat who were big stars at the time uh no white was the chairman he went on to be chairman of liverpool and peter swales who went to to manchester city as well and I put a lot of hours into this story about 20 years ago and found out that the guy who promised to vote for Altrincham in at Rochdale's expense got pissed and forgot to turn up at a meeting. And Altrincham have got ambitions to get back into... To play Rochdale. And, and, and yeah, well, Rochdale have come back down again now, but yeah, it's, good, it's good to see Altrincham yeah. Football Club not, in a good place. Yeah. I've, I've been... Um, I know a few people from North Wales who were like... Wrexham fans, maybe United and Wrexham, but are Wrexham fans. And so I've been following them, uh, not following, following, but looking. And their crowds, obviously they've got this uh, Hollywood back thing now. But in that division, which I'll call League 5, 
right? They're getting some fantastic crowds. There's Notts County, the Stockport, who last time I looked were top of the league. There's Wrexham, who were up there. Notts County up there. And some of these crowds were, were what people were getting in like the second and third division a few years ago. The sellouts and even Altrincham. You know, somebody rang me up. Uh, I think they were playing Stockport or Bromley. I think, can you get me a ticket? <laughs> I've never been to Altrincham except to watch United reserves for a few seasons. They've been selling out. Wrexham have been getting 8.5. Yeah. Notts County have gone as high as 12,000. They weren't getting that in the old first division. No, they weren't. It's incredible. No, Stockport County yeah. have had 10,000 yeah. in, in um, level five and they're averaging six or seven, so it's great. Anyway, this is a Manchester United podcast. Yeah. You watch a lot of the 23s. Which players are you liking, finally? Well, um, and, and you might you... say after the horse has bolted, but... Um, I, I did predict at the beginning of the season that my two men for this season to come out of the under-23s and play and maybe play regular were Alanga and Hannibal and Alanga's done it and I'm desperate to see Hannibal in there tonight I, I mean Tim News hasn't come out but I'd love him to start I can't see him starting I think he'll look a bit stronger than that maybe but I'd love him to start and they, they were my two picks before the season started I can't say I told you so, but yeah, I, I did. Uh, I could, you could see it. You know, you can see in the past. You know, people stand out in there. And you think they will make it, and uh, and those two to me were the two that I liked. You know, from last season, and the two that I thought would make it this season. You've been singing the Langa song. I don't. I've, I've actually screenshot the dessert, the, the the words to it, to try and learn it because I don't know. I don't sit in the. Uh, TRA. I'm actually in Stretford End above it, so I've got to try and work out the words yet. So I, I don't even know the words yet. So love it. I've done love it. it. Yeah. Right. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure. See There's a few hours before kickoff, and I've bumped into Binzi, the, the man with the world's most Mancunian <laughs> accent. Hi. I, I met someone in Spain recently who said, "Do you know Binzi?" And he was buzzing off you. A lad called Mickey. An old Barcelona Mickey, Andy. Come on, I'm an old man now. <laughs> uh, how are you feeling about Manchester United at the moment? At the moment, I don't know. It's hard, isn't it? I, I don't know. I, I tell you what, though, I feel more... Co- this Randnick, I like him. I like what he's doing or what he's supposedly doing. You know what I mean? Now, let's get rid of the bad apples. The, the These millionaire playboys who think they can run the club let's get them out we don't need them look at Alanga who's just come from. my mate was at Brentford he said you didn't see it on the TV but after he scored Alanga went back and was giving it the, you know what I mean that's what we want what a dime with the shirt on them you know what I mean bit of aggression in your eyes there yeah you, and I watched you'd, you'd think that once upon a time you were uh, <laughs> an active football hooligan well, I was with him. I'm not, I'm not a tough nut, but I know plenty of you are. <laughs> I, I made sure I stood behind him. When we first started United We Stand years ago, and I was a kid, you used to come up to me and you'd say, <laughs> fanzines, you'd say, you couldn't sell these outside here in 1985, you'd get slashed <laughs> with the Scousers. <laughs> well, it's changed, hasn't it? Football's changed. The fans have changed here, definitely changed. Last week, West Ham were here. To any West Ham fans who are listening, it took you fucking 40 years to get down here, you know what I mean? Watch your video hooligan on the bridge, the camera goes off, I wonder why. Have you ever waited for West Ham? Have we ever waited? 1981, it fucking 
Must have been a thousand of us got off to were there that day. Where where'd you go off? Playstore, West Ham. No, what fuck knows. Playstore was a bit naughty, not the Playstore one. But it's the first time we all went. The first time everyone said, look, so you got the train go. down from Manchester, yeah, you got the tube you know to West Ham. Yeah. What did you do when you got off the train station? Took over the gaff, that's what we did. How did you take over it? Well, we were like a thousand handy handy. You know, the rest well, use it. has been brown bread here all day, hasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah. So did you enjoy that day at West Ham? Brilliant, loved it, I loved it. On their manor? Yeah, great On days. their turf, how well, old were you? Good I see, I see, yeah, fucking hell. You know the ICF? The Intercity Firm. Yeah, well, the Intercity Firm, they didn't find a way here, you know what I mean? So They must have won sometimes. Like, I, I, I've written a lot about hooliganism over the years. Yeah. And, and I've read a lot of right, the hooligan books. I'll be books. serious, come on. All right, I'll be serious. Right. I've yet to read one, I think, where they've said, we got battered that day. <laughs> yeah. Or, or they tend to talk up the victories a lot more. Yeah, well, I remember reading one about Liverpool, and I'm thinking... It says, oh, you're genetically superior and able to... Ten of you can batter 200 people, and, and I'm just very doubtful when I read it. Yeah, let me tell you, we've had a rough time at Leeds, Newcastle. Okay. Don't worry about that. Even Man City, you know what I Going mean? Going to Main Road. Yeah, used to be. City have got a good, good hardcore supporters. The governors, they were called, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, what was it like going to Liverpool? Naughty. Was it? Everton. Yeah. Very naughty. Was it? Yeah. What was it like for them coming here? Naughty. Where, where would you meet them and greet them? Anywhere. White City at the top of the road Would you hear them come in? This was a day yeah. before the internet, before yeah. mobile phones. Yeah, everyone knew everyone. The only people who came here were the Geordies, City, Liverpool and Everton. Because they were the four who yeah. came here. Oh, without a doubt, they looking came Looking for here. it. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool, no, sorry. Liverpool, Everton, Everton City. And Newcastle. And the Geordies, yeah. Right. That was it. Honestly. Who, who talked a good story? Who was overrated? West Ham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it in yeah. for him, haven't you? No, but no, they were taking liberties with kids here last week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Big hard ICF. Come on. Don't be... You're 40 years too late, you know what I mean? When we started United We Stand, one of our mates was still into all that. And yeah. a load of the older lads your age, they just called him 10 years too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It's over, Andy. You, you you, get wise, you grow up, you're not a kid anymore, are you? Oh, I don't like to see It's different when it's hooligan, hooligan. That's fair enough. That's what you've come for. Take it on the chin. But not people who come to watch the match with the kids and it's a day out. You Where's your most mean? scared? Where's the place where it came on top for you personally? Uh, Oh, let me think. Liverpool. Yeah? Yeah. Anfield. What happened? <laughs> and he got on me. That's what happened. <laughs> Where? On the fucking Annie Road. Yeah? I never had a ticket. Right. I'll tell you what, Linford Christie could have given me a fucking And now, how race. did they find out who you were? They fucking knew who I was. <laughs> I mean, with your accent, <laughs> you're not from Bootle, are you? Well, when I was going there, I had a flick of core and the, the kickers and all that. So and you used to think Manx were knobheads, no, they weren't. Yeah. We were, we're not light scousers. We're low and under the radar. They're fucking loud and fucking like a pack of hyenas. So you're there under the radar, yeah. wearing your kickers with your flick. I just heard my name get ticket. mentioned. Did you? Yeah. So one of them knew you? Yeah, of course really? did. Yeah. So you were a face? Yeah. <laughs> right? And what did you hear? Binza? Yeah, there, there he is, there. But I knew a couple of Mickeys who were all right. They got me in the house round the and did they? Yeah, out the back door, gone back to Lime Street. 
That was a close call that day, Andy. Yeah. It never happened again. <laughs> so, so, we're in... Start. And they're all going to Leeds, aren't they, this year? I don't know. I couldn't possibly pass, uh, pass a first comment on that. Before I go, I've got to go to Liverpool on Sunday for work. Yeah. Got to go and, oh, I know, I'm going as a, I'm going as a journalist, so... It's, it's, not the, it's not the same anymore. No, it's no, it's the, not. The fans are... Yeah. Well, you know what they call a scouser in the cop? What? A steward. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to get grief for this off <laughs> someone. <laughs> Just you fucking send them here, I'm here. So, a couple of years ago, Steve Black um, did the United We Stand podcast, Liverpool. I wasn't at the game. And he took it upon himself to walk round and find as many Liverpool fans... Uh, as he could who weren't from Liverpool and like yeah he just he just ripped the piss I got I got absolutely loads of grief for it not him me saying yeah. you're being disrespectful here you're taking the piss out of us which he was yeah of course he was he really he remember was remember Tony Wilson yes when and Shankly Wilson. got Sha- uh, Shankly they, fight, they got rid of Shankly didn't yeah. they and he went round Liverpool saying have you heard about and they were like yeah Tony Wilson broke the news to people in Liverpool that Bill Shankly had left the club. Yeah. But Bill Shankly wasn't treated very well after he'd left um, oh, great man. after he'd left great Liverpool. Manager, and he was a great man. manager. So was Tony and, Wilson. And, a and, great and Tony man. was, and Tony was a big United We Stand reader. He loved uh, what we did. You used to see him um, in the 70s, the 80s, Tony saw Wilson. Saw him in the 90s, saw him yeah. loads. Travelled with him. And um, he was he was I think he was very fair with Scousers as well, Liverpool as a city. He, well, he liked the music, yeah. really, and the, all that carry on. Right, the, so the arts. The arts. The arts. The arts. We're in February, um, last three or four months of the season. Yeah. What, what would constitute success for you, for Manchester United, between now and the end of the season? Well, I'd be happy to get fourth, but really, I want to win the Champions League. Well, the FA Cup. Come on. Go to yeah, Wembley. I'd like to win the FA Cup. Champions League. FA Cup's Would you not go? what it used to be. No, but well, I, listen, beggars can't be choosers. No, be yeah, not at the moment. With them. What about Madrid? That's going to be tough. That is going to be. If we're still in it for the second leg, I'll be made up. And would you go to St Petersburg for the final? I might do. Yeah. 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 It's been nice to talk to you again, Andy. Love seeing you. Love seeing Reds anyway. So there's loads of Borough fans around. Uh, Middlesbrough bringing nine and a half thousand, and three of them have just stopped by where we're selling United We Stand. What's your name? Jack. What's your name? Paul. Dominic. So tell us, Paul. You're you're a Borough fan. What's this mean to you to be coming to Old Trafford with your family? Well, I think the time is over. Like we uh, we usually play well against you. Not a problem. It's a good time to play you. Why? Uh, a lot of bad press at the minute as well. And you're playing shite, to be honest. Have you got a good team at the moment? Oh, we're playing cracking, mate. Some great football. Is that Wilder doing what he did at Sheffield United with his three defenders? 100%, yeah. 3-5-2, brilliant. Paddy McNair, I was told, is your best player? Uh, he's our rock, yeah. Definitely our rock. But we've got a few gems in the team as well. Do you think you could come up this year? I think it'd be a mistake if we did. We haven't got the team to steal. United, stand, oh, are you from Middlesbrough itself? Yeah, yeah. It's the only reason you support Middlesbrough. How would you describe Middlesbrough to someone listening to this in in Melbourne or in, in New York as a, as a town? Passionate, hard work and 
loyal. Worst football team ever. Best football team ever. Who are your favourite players? Ronaldo. Ronaldo Come to see Ronaldo. <laughs> Finally, tell me how is Brian Robson held in esteem among your lot? Uh, he's had a bit of bad press himself as well, but he's still a Middlesbrough legend. Gary Pallister? Well, similar. Cheers, bud. Finally, prediction for the game tonight, please. 2-0. 2 nil to United. 1-0 to Borough. Who's going to score? Right, you can hear this now. We're getting a bit of libel already on the podcast. This podcast is supported by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We've spoken about better help and mental health in United We Stand, and this month we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. For example, some people think that you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy, but that's not true. Therapy is a tool to utilise before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those lows. Many people think therapy is for so-called crazy people, but Therapy doesn't mean anything's wrong with you. It means you can recognise that all humans have emotions and we need to learn to control them, not to avoid them. And we've been taught that mental health shouldn't be part of normal life, but that's wrong too. We take care of our bodies with the gym, the doctor and nutrition. We should be focusing our minds just as much. In United We Stand this season, we've had several articles from United fans who've had mental health issues and some of them were reluctant to write those articles, but when they did, they felt much better for it. And then more United fans came forward and they wrote about their experiences as well. Uh, with BetterHelp, it's customised online therapy that offers video, phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. With United We Stand and BetterHelp, listeners can get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash stand. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com forward slash stand, S-T-A-N-D. It's post-match after a very disappointed fourth-round exit for United at the hands of Middlesbrough on penalties. Um, with me, I've got John Ashton. Um, there's only John anger, hanging around actually after the game <laughs> because everyone's pissed off. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah it's a, it, these are the tough days really um, because it's, it's been a, a grim night, um, disappointing sales, and an absolute shocking result as well. Um, after standing in the cold for hours. So yeah, John, where do we start with that one? How do we unpick it? Um, there's a lot to think about, isn't there? Um, we looked okay for an hour, as we should against a really poor mid-table Middlesbrough team, um, championship side. Um, what what do you think? What, where do we start? Listen, you can look at it one of two ways, can't you? You, know, you can say to yourself, listen, we should have been 4-0 up at our time. We missed chances. We also have been at the receiving end of a despicable decision, really, in terms of VAR. Um, you know, just saying before, if, if 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 that's accidental and ball, Mason Greenwood should be playing next week. But um, <laughs> listen, joking aside, it's uh, what what annoyed me more than anything. You know, and I'll come to two things that really annoyed me. Because I don't I don't know what, what was the worst performance was VAR or our supposedly superstar striker who again demands these massive expectations from what he expects and these standards and this that and the other but he's just for me he's the person who's ruined United season he, he got the manager sacked he, he's, he was just a ridiculous signing 
Um, we'll come to that a bit later. But what, yeah. what, one thing that really annoyed me more than anything, though, is that with that decision, and it was a bad decision, the players even almost stopped playing because they knew it was going to be handball. Yeah. But the previous United sides would have gone, right, well, you know, you've angered us here. But we didn't, we kind of just kind of went, oh, God, we've been on the receiving end of a bad decision. And they went in the shells, like, oh, it's not our day. And they just, I don't know, it was almost like the, the Europa League final again, where we almost accepted penalties were inevitable rather than just going for the juggler and, and, and yeah it, it was disappointing from that sense it's the mentality of a lot of them players that really really frustrates you from, from some but, but then like you said for, for an hour you know at our time we're thinking god we should be 4-0 here you know, but I don't know it's one of them things yeah and then on, on top of that we've had to stand there in the cold and rain it's not been a great sale for 9,000 divs that we hopefully don't have to see again for quite some time but yeah just a bad night all round and but the problem is yeah. that there's too many of these bad nights, and you know, how, how long do you keep going on with them? I think I think you you know you touched on something there. What I thought as well, because I mean, even after they scored a goal that should have been ruled out, was it 50 minutes after that we had to score a yeah, goal? Yeah. And we never we were so timid, weren't we? Again, yeah. yeah, we were so timid, and you know that was that was the bit of the game where you have to show a bit of character, and once again, as always, it's really lacking, isn't it? You know. But yeah, um, I mean, what 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 gets me so angry, especially some United fans as well. It's, it's like Ronaldo's just completely untouchable. This is a, this is a bloke who, this is a bloke who, at 24 year old, fucked his missus off, and then came back when his tits had gone fucking south, and we welcomed <laughs> him back with open arms. And he and and, and simply got he's come home. He's not come home. He's come out for one last fucking payday when his legs have gone, and 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 we still let him get away with murder because he's oh his standards are this standards are that. Well, it's all right having these standards, but try executing himself on a bitch. And it's not his fault that he just caught up with him. But I don't, he's, he's yeah, finished, he's I, finished. He's, and, and we said from day one, his old personality would might be alright if he's still scoring 40 goals a season, but he's finished as a footballer at this level. And, and the influence he has on him plays the way he blames everyone else for his own shortfalls, but the fact he's got old, he's winding me up. And, and you know we'll play on Saturday and he'll play 90 minutes every single week. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to make this too, too much of a one-sided piling on him because, you know, me and you were the, in the minority, weren't we? When we got him, we, you know, we thought where this team is at the moment, you know, there's obviously a reason Juventus are letting him go. 36 year old, we're going to have to play differently, clearly. I, I think there was a lot of United fans that hadn't actually watched him play we, for Juventus we, we, for we a just couple complete, of years. We completely backtracked on what we'd been building over. And, yeah, I, and I've said and this in the last couple of podcasts, was that what I liked about United, what they were trying to do or what they were trying to build, all right, for whatever reason, whether Solskjaer wanted Ronaldo or not, he's still the manager and he still has to, you know, take, take the blame if his new signings don't work out. But why then suddenly go right? We'll rip it up and start again and move in another direction. And suddenly, instead of looking like you needed two players, we now look like we need nine again. And it's we're another three years away from challenging again. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's a real shame because I mean I, I've not I've not you know felt as low as that as a, as a United fan since maybe some of the early days under Ollie when we sold everyone again and. You know, we had Andreas Pereira playing. It feels the same way, though, not it? It feels now where you need a yeah. massive player out and a load of new players. And it's not good, is it? And I don't know really what what we're doing because, you know, whilst whilst we started the season with eleven forwards, we didn't have a good one to bring well, on tonight. We, we said it? that on the yeah, way out yeah. of the game. There, we're just saying there that what worried you was, you know, in the West Ham game at least. With well, I've moaned about Rangnick's tag, tactics over there being a bit defensive and what to get clean sheets, and I, and I kind of get all that. But at least yeah. against West Ham, with ten minutes ago, he's made them substitutions. Today he's gone to his bench and he's had to bring 98-year-old one matter on. But and, and but he can't he kids. can't really do that yeah because he had what he, was it we've let Martial go let to Martial Sevilla. Go, yeah, Greenwood's um, obviously gone. Lingard is obviously pissed off in one way or another. Yeah. And suddenly we you know Sancho's 
listen, he's not fit enough to play 90 minutes, let alone play extra time all season, even though he's had a reasonably good game. Ronaldo's Cavani's still in Uruguay having his hair cut or whatever he's doing. Ronaldo's obviously can't ever be taken off the pitch because it's a massive, you know, it's a massive um, deal whenever we do. And I, I don't know, we just look, we look short of options again today. If you're suddenly having to bring Fred, Alanga, and whoever else we brought on, I can't remember, it suddenly looks like it was the Solskjaer days when everyone said, oh, you know, it's all right, good, I'm having a good start in 11, but you need to bring players off the bench, and we now no longer have got them either. And, and at one point at the start of the season, you know, we, we, we weren't playing Sancho, we weren't playing Martial, we weren't playing Rashford, you know, we were starting with Pogba, um, Greenwood and Ronaldo, and we're, we're looking light again, aren't we? And I'm not sure, you know, I'm, I'm really fond of this, letting everybody go out on loan when... You know, we're asking a lot of people like Anthony Alanga, aren't we? He's just well. I think the, I think the thing the manager's trying to do at the minute is he's trying to work out who are the ones who really want to be there and who are the ones who really don't. You know, who wants to fight for your place? Who who wants to go off sick? Who has That's all well and good, in, though, isn't it? But well, you, you still you, need to, of course, you know, because, progress in because, the because, cup. Well, well the problem you'll have is it's fair enough doing that, but if you finish seventh in the league, then suddenly the players you want to replace those players who don't want to be there are not the ones who want to come here. You know, people keep going about Declan Rice, no, I don't want to spend 100 million. It'd be nice to have a chance to spend 100 million because yeah. I bet there's three players above us in his pecking order of who he'd want to go to. So, yeah. you know, the more you fall, you can't keep living on. We keep living on what we've got in a museum or what we've got in a bank. That's not how football works. United's become a become like a graveyard for footballers. That great, good players. Good players. I'm trying to record a podcast there, mate. But, but yeah, the, the clubs the clubs suddenly become a graveyard for players who suddenly go, well, do, do I really want to be there? Do I really want to go there? And it's getting that way. And it sounds stupid, really, because if we'd if we'd top, if we were top of the league and lost that game tonight, if City lost that game playing that yeah. way tonight, you go, it was just one of them games when you know everything's gone against you and you've not stuck your chances and you know the refs done you over and this yeah. that and the other. Because it's United and, and the manner of the way it's happened and the manner of the response, it, it, it builds up. It builds up, and, and that's what's disappointing for me tonight. It was once once it went to one all, we, we both sat there and we were waiting for penalties, weren't we? You could tell. Yeah, and that, that's it, it. You know, you expect a bombardment, don't you? And yep. what, it was just nothing coming. Just no character in the side whatsoever. No drive, and you know. It, 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 it's not. It's not many you feel this low after watching a side, but there really is no positive. You know, another, another, another yeah, bad thing. Yeah. I know it's only the FA Cup. I know it's only the the Europa League. We've we faced two penalty shootouts this year. We faced nineteen penalties and saved none out of them. I I'd, I'd back myself. I'd back Warwick Davis to save one out of nineteen against professional footballers. <laughs> it D, saves D, a lot, doesn't it? That, D, that, Dean Henderson. Yeah. Dean Henderson tonight should go and play roulette. Just go red or black. Because pick the opposite of what he thinks because he went the wrong way for every single one. Yeah, and that, that's, I mean, he says a lot, doesn't it? That, that's, that wasn't even the most disappointing part of the night, the fact that the no. goalkeeper's like... I mean, he didn't... The thing is with Henderson is you see him as having a bit of, you know, misplaced confidence maybe. You know, he might get in the face of the taker um you know, maybe even make himself yeah. big, but well, even just, even just again, we've, 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 yeah. we've won the toss to put it in front of the Stratford end. You know, yeah. you'd think people would be showing their asses to it. Instead, people's batteries run out filming a penalty shootout. Yeah, it's nothing yeah. to piss you off. You might as well have that penalty shootout anyway. Put yeah. it in the car park. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather have actually yeah, gone at the other end, end. Yeah. Yeah. and as well. You know, maybe um, 
we'd have gone the other way, wouldn't we? We'd, they'd have been taking second as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, that's not what you said at there. Yeah. I, I think I think the, the the stats are that the team who takes the penalties first, whether we decided to sit where we did or they've gone for first, but the team that kicks first wins about sixty percent of penalty shootouts. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But again, it's no excuse. You've done no, we're, we're, taking we're it, playing Middlesbrough, weren't we? We had yeah. hundred and twenty minutes yeah. before that. So anyway, I don't I don't want to start you off like on a big long um, thing, but. Ronaldo is a is a you know it's a serious question because he was awful tonight, wasn't he? I mean even even his play outside the box, you know, um, you know they were trying to play off him, play a few one twos. He was giving the ball away. His passing was under, he was you know he was under hitting listen, passes. Listen, if any other player, if it wasn't if we'd signed a new striker or he's a player who's promoted from the youth team who's put in the performances he's done this year. You'd be slagging him off. You'd say, if, if Anthony Martial had put them performances in, you'd say get him out of the team. But because he's run out, you know, you might as well have Uncle Albert in there with his, with his medals all on his on his rack. You know, it don't matter. He's finished. He's, he's not. He's no longer at the level required. I don't care whether he sells shirts or has this influence. But he, he's influencing players in the dressing room. Players who were all right might not be the best players in the world, but we're confident. We, you know, in front of and suddenly he's, he's another one who's wrecked them all because he's gone. Oh, he's got these high standards. Well, he had them high standards. Bobby Charlton had them high standards. Pele had them high standards. You finished when you're done with yeah. football. You're done. But I mean, the, the the thing that the counter argument that I always hear, and like I'm not not saying it's service, necessarily wrong. The service. No, it's it's yeah. There's the service, but well, there's because he should have scored five tonight as well. There's the service, but there's also like people saying you know his attitude is a winner. But my issue with that is is that you know Roy Keane was a winner, but Ferguson knew when to get yeah, rid of him. You know, and hundred percent. And because, I, I because just, especially with young players. Young players, you know, and Cristiano Ronaldo was a winner. At, was a young player at one point, and he had to get rid of Ruud van Nistelrooy for getting on his case at one point. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, and I feel that's where we've gone, and that's where I think Solskjaer was doing really well. He, you know, you felt at the end of last season, you felt like league, at the Europa League final, you felt a bit of a bomb with a team. You know, you you had something. In, you know, we talked about that, people like Dan James, not a very great player, but people you thought, yeah, you're like me playing on that football pitch. You're giving it all. You don't think you're bigger than this football club, and I feel that, that suddenly this team now. We've gone from being a team who I thought 12 months ago we needed two players to now looking at it going, I think we need nine. Yeah. And I don't know how we've somehow managed to do that because we're miles off again. Incredibly depressing when you put it like that, but you know. So um, whilst we've had, whilst we've had a, a bit of a go at the players on the pitch, um, do we have as much right to be annoyed at the players that weren't there tonight? Well, I mean, he was not there though. Obviously, we'd be pissed off with Mason Greenwood and what he's done. Um, well, no, we won't, we won't obviously well, we can't not, touch on that, but, that right yeah. now, but whatever happens. I, I'm, I was referring more into Jesse um, Lingard, and Jesse Lingard Cavani. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, Cavani, like I said, hopefully he gets his hair cut and he's still buzzing off his bicycle <laughs> kick that he scored in you. But he's another one, I mean, I, I like Cavani, I've said to you all season. When he's if, on the if pitch. I, if, I, yeah. if I have them yeah. both fit, I'd take Cavani over Ronaldo all day long. He gives everything on the pitch, but you can't have a player who's only fit 20 games out of 60 and expect to... To challenge, you know, and obviously I think within somewhere within his contract, the club are bending over backwards to say, well, you can go wherever you want, whenever you want. Um, yeah, it is pretty extraordinary as well, isn't it? That you know, he's been with us two seasons now, and um, he's never really got into any sort of like well, he, shape well, he, he had until, that bit of run, didn't he, at the end of last season? He scored like nine in his last ten. He's never really thinking, got yeah. into any shape till October each season, yep. and then we've had, you know, extended breaks. Whenever he goes on international duty, so, again, again, you've yeah. got to blame the club. I mean, when was the last time we signed a striker that wasn't 34? We're probably waiting for another two years to sign Lewandowski. Yeah. So till he gets past it, you know, another one again. But then, and you know, we laughed, we laughed in summer, saying, "Oh, you know, City wanted Ronaldo and he's come to United." Well, 
you know, this summer we're going to be stuck with a fucking 480-year-old Ronaldo. Or they 500 sign, grand away. While, yeah. while they go and sign the best young striker in Europe. So everything we do, it always feels like when we're getting a, want a leg over them, we always sign Sanchez because it's a dick-measuring contest because City wanted him. Stop stop going in that way. Stop forget. If players want to go there, let them go there. Don't offer them more money or do this to them. Have a, have a policy and have a, you know, I, I hate the word, but when people start talking about, you know, like the structures and the, the things that managers want to want to achieve but you have to have a plan and every time we have a plan and the moment it goes slightly pear shaped we rip it up and start again yeah and you know the the way i, I thought we'd learned of, of all of this as well do you know like buying older players you know we've been burnt off schweinsteiger alexis sanchez you know these these were serious players on serious wages Ferran's another one i think yeah, gets yeah, a free yeah, pass because yeah. he, real madrid don't sell play, let players go of that ilk unless they really want them to go you know, and he's, he's never fit or, or he's half-arsed when he, you know, he, for me, forget whether he's won a World Cup or anything else, he doesn't look any better than Lindelof or Phil Jones. You wouldn't have noticed whether that was Phil Jones or Varane on the pitch today when he come on, you know. He's not one he gets away with a lot. And it just the, the transfer policy for me went out of the way when they should have been looking, or they were looking at, up-and-coming players like that, Torres at Villarreal, that's, and they've gone, the Reds turned, oh, he's won a World Cup, let's go and sign him. Oh, he's he's won this, let's go and sign him. And we've, we've lost where we were heading, and I think that's the... And I've said it from day one, when everyone was buzzing off this transfer window this summer, that I didn't think it was, I thought it would be the end of the manager. And I still stand by it, and yeah, I think yeah. that was a problem. Well, it was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... Um, and, and I hate being proved right in this instance. And, but, you know, the way me and you see it is, is that, you know, United should always be buying the ones who have got 15 years in front of them, and we can turn into stars, not... Not these ready-made ones, and you know, in it, the, in the it time. rarely works when you buy these ready-made players. You know, you look at all the players. All that you look for that Liverpool play, Liverpool team, and they've gone Salah from Roma, Manny from Southampton, Firmino from Hoffenheim. You know, Henderson from Sunderland, Van Dijk from Southampton. The best players in the world, or the, or the next best players in the world, are out there playing at them lower clubs. Yeah. And that's what you need. Your recruitment needs to be. Go look at how many, how many players people get from Porto. How many they get from Atletico Madrid. I'm going to get from Monaco. You know, them sort of clubs. Don't go looking for 30-year-olds for Real Madrid want to get rid of. Because it rarely works out. And, and we've no. got caught in that trap a little bit again. Oh, he's going to sell you some shirts. He's won this, he's won that. And, and, and that, I think that's for me, is the biggest reason why we've struggled like we have done this season. Yeah, it's um, re really, really concerning, that one today. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any positives to take from it whatsoever. So... I think we move on and look at, is it Wednesday against Burnley? God knows, mate. We've got a game just coming up, I think, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it, are we away? Where, where? Yeah, away Burnley, at Burnley, yeah, yeah, yeah. so. And I mean, we've Burnley's got them coming. First, Burnley's first win since 1968. We've got them coming thick and fast now, because I think we've got Leeds as well shortly after that, and Brighton. You know, I think we've got two games a week now for the next four weeks. Yeah, so. listen, listen, you dust yourself off being technically tonight. We should have won the game. We've we've lost on penalties. It's a draw. We've not lost that many games under the new manager. But what's concerning is we've had a, a, on paper um, a favourable run of fixtures, and we've not really impressed for ninety minutes. And we were good again. We what did I say to you at half time? And I said I said listen, don't. When was last time we played well for two halves? And again tonight we've not played well in the second half. No. And what was you if you play like that against Middlesbrough? If you play like that against Aston Villa? If you play against Newcastle? What? What you're going to get up and see when you play against Chelsea, Sitter, Tottenham? You know you're, going to, you're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly confident. Well, I think we all need to dust ourselves off after that because it's a um, really bad result, really bad feeling. Um, no optimism. 
much at all. Um, can we be optimistic about the rest of the season? I'd, that's probably our only chance of a trophy, I'd say. I don't realistically think we're going to challenge in the European Cup. So, you know, is there a reason to be optimistic about getting fourth place? Or is that? In terms of transfer for players, but you know we've come fourth and signed players, and, and they've not been any good. And, it, and more often than not, when we've not come in the top four, they've had to spend more money getting us up there. But yeah, I, I don't know. Um, that I, I still think the club from from the top down, the wrong people are in charge, and in terms of the hierarchy, the infrastructure, of the entire club will never be right until they have enough football people in the right positions at the club. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll move on then. I won't ask you for a man of the match, John, because I, I don't want another um, rant. Um, I'm feeling a bit fragile myself here. So yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely reeling. Do you know what the, the ironic thing is? Oh, yeah. A lot of players played all right tonight, but what wound me up more than anything was that attitude when it went to one all and they've had a bad decision going against them. How they didn't go again. Yeah, I mean, to, to play 50 minutes after that and... Yeah. You know, I never really thought. Some people might disagree, but I never really fancied us to score me personally. You know, it was just all um, no substance to our attacking was there at all. So, okay, we'll move on. Well, I really appreciate those, to those that did buy the mag today. So that's it for this United We Stand podcast. Disappointing night. Thanks to everyone who bought United We Stand, and if you subscribed, um, hopefully you've had your copy by now. We've not had any reported issues compared with the previous month with copies that were posted out. We'll be doing a podcast this week. We're going to Burnley, another big game. A must-win, really, aren't they all? I feel tired of saying the same old things, but uh, it's really disappointing that Manchester United have gone out of the FA Cup at the fourth-round stage against a team from the division below. Why? Well, we'll discuss that on this podcast. Uh, We appreciate the support of Betfred with this podcast and we'll be back very soon with another one. Until then, goodbye.